Hi, this is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. What's your line? Black or white? It's so easy. That is uh, Decomposure with Whose Side Are You On? And I chose that today to be my intro music because we're going to be talking about nationalism and levels of identification uh, in today's show. And nationalism is, uh, in a lot of ways, about sides and and whose side are you on and all that. So um, I thought it appropriate to pick a piece of music that was talking about sides. So we'll get started in just a minute with that topic. I know that uh, some of you have been having problems posting to the site, backtobreath.com. I want to let you know that that is most probably fixed at this point. The hosts of my podcast, Liberated Syndication or Libsyn.com, were having quite a week last week. And if anyone's trying to post, give it another shot and I will get back to you promptly. Um, Let's get to the show today. This is really my first show where I'm not talking just about personal sort of evolution, but I want to try and discuss maybe social growth or what we collectively can do to kind of widen um, our experience and grow, you know, on a, a social level. There's the individual level of growth, which is fantastic, but we all live in society as well and have to see how our uh, how our individuality relates to that societal Uh, need and what do we do as groups and what's going on as far as all that is concerned. So this is really the first talk where I'm beginning to discuss some social issues and what we can do there. And I really want to, it begins on the individual level because it begins with understanding that, you know, this entire process is about growth. As we're born, we don't really even have a self yet. We're sort of just this big open thing that has this great desire to feed itself And we don't know much about anything. And as we grow up, we start to realize that, okay, I can start to say no. I can start to pull away and have opinions and do all this kind of stuff. And then later it starts to be clear that it serves us if we work on a team, if we actually uh, decide to work with other people and we start to learn our role in the family. And then we start to learn our role outside the family in different ways. And today's talk is, is basically about understanding where our identification with a group may start to hinder our lives and what's going on. And uh, the reason I'm, I'm calling it nationalism because there's a lot of other types of groups. We can identify with teams. We can identify with uh, neighborhoods and cities and different things like that. But um, nationalism or the national level seems to be the highest that the average person today is really identifying with. And when I say that, I mean that we're not normally – Uh, identifying with the world. We are normally identifying with being American or being British or being um, Australian or whatever. So um, why do we cap out there? You know, is that a part of our collective evolution at this point, that that's our highest level? Um, Let's take a look at it. Which of these two labels for you feels more normal? Uh, I am an American or I am an earthling, right? Earthling sounds kind of 
absurd, doesn't it? It's uh, We don't really walk around thinking I'm a member of the earth, I'm a member of the world. We normally walk around thinking I'm a member of a certain country. And I think it's an interesting topic to say, well, why is that? Basically, countries are ideas, right? Other than the maps that we've drawn, there really are no lines on the land that, that separate these places. They're ideas, and they're, they're different cultures and structures, but they certainly don't have to be the way they are. It's completely within our control to change them and make them into anything that we want to make them. So why are they the way they are? And, you know, right now, why are there so many wars and what, why are we, you know, living in the way that we're living? Well, let's start to, uh, you know, talk about before I, I alluded to the fact that we grow into these different identifications. And it's interesting that as we're growing up, you know, we learn that this is your Little League team, right? This is your soccer team that you're on. And everyone on that other team becomes an enemy. So born in that us and them idea is I like this side. I don't like that side. There's good on this side. There's bad on that side, right? So I just want to lay that down as an idea that um, this stuff really begins the born uh, idea of duality and mine and not mine and that division, right? It's a level of division that we create mentally for sides. That happens with neighborhoods. Um, you know, what are gangs doing? Gangs are basically identifying with a neighborhood or an area uh, and saying, you know, this is us and everything outside of that is not us and so we're going to fight all that out there and we're going to protect this that is ours. And to a certain extent, if a family needs to survive or if a nation needs to survive, identifying with that nation helps it, right? At some point, that's a good thing. But then at some point, that may become a hindrance as well. And so it's important for us to look deeply at what point does the behavior of that collective group uh, become an issue to the health and stability of, of the everything. Another thing it would be really good to be aware of is that all of these things that we start to identify with really define our ego. They define our self. You know, I walk around as a proud American. I am an American. And that goes into a lot of, of my judgment and who I am and what I'll put up with. If all of a sudden someone in a bar is talking in a certain way against my country, I get offended, right? I get hurt deeply. That ego part of me gets offended, right? So being aware that these identifications with larger groups, whether that's a PTA club or uh, a certain team you are on or a professional team that you like or your nation or your state, um, any of that stuff really is the ego sort of clinging to an idea about itself and no longer being fluid with who it is and what's going on in ideas, but it's really sticking to some idea. And that really only becomes important when you start to consider things like behaviors that can change because of that identification. Um, if we were talking about somebody who walked around the world and uh, took life, took somebody else's life, that is somebody that we wouldn't normally want to be around or uh, somebody that's, you know, scary or somebody capable of murder, uh, et cetera, is a very, very frightening thing in most cases. But yet when we think about associating that with protecting our nation, all of a sudden we train people how to do that. And we understand that taking life under that assumption is completely fine. 
and completely all right. So we've taken something that under any other circumstance would be very scary, very wrong, um, very unnatural and weird. But because it's under the umbrella of the idea of nationalism, all of a sudden it's totally okay. It's totally accepted. And so these identifications, these ego sort of grasping identifications with groupthink um, can very dramatically change our value system into something that may go against our morals or our valuations of self um, in some very deep ways. And that's something to keep in mind. So if we get too lost in the idea of a nation and what that nation is about, and we find ourselves butting heads with other nations and what they're about, one of the points that I want to make here is that because of those ideas being so thick and the lack of fluidity, we end up having arguments that aren't even talking the same thing. Um, you know, as an example, things that are going on in the Middle East, and I'm by no means an expert, but it seems to me that a lot that's going on over there is really, a, you know, sort of a um, a religious, you know, idea and uh, an ethnocentric sort of idea of of offense and upset and hatred and all that. And our side of the argument in a lot of ways is coming from a valuation of capitalism and things that things that don't even speak to uh, the level of what's going on in the Middle East. And so n in no way am I stating right or wrong or any of that stuff, but the argument just misses. They, they don't hit on any kind of common topic because the values of, of each side are so blatantly different, right? So what would change there if people came at a value stance of a worldview instead of a national view? What would change if nations started thinking and caring really about a worldview instead of a national view? It was no longer us and them. It was just us. All of a sudden, it's not about competition. It's about cooperation. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not delusional enough to think that all of a sudden, you know, all these wars would just end. But in our lives, could we start to see it that way? Could we start to look at the news and watch like, all right, all of that is really being framed in a sort of nationalistic kind of way. What, you know, the earth, to quote the late great Bill Hicks, uh, you know, the, there's one earth it's round and we're on it and you know what's uh what more do we need to know than that so um you know it's interesting that we're creating a lot of these uh and when i mean we i mean all of us we're creating all these tensions and all these things potentially unnecessarily um if we can open our mind to a wider perspective uh, a lot of things then have the potential to change and um so that's a that's a pretty strong idea there and uh um, I certainly know that I'm starting to delve in the area where I could begin to offend people, and I, I, I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to take any sides, and that's the point, is that um, I'm trying to speak to this from a place of, of sidelessness and, um, and outside of any of the buckets. So, uh, you know, please don't misunderstand any of that, that this is uh, not throwing stones at any, at any uh, nation or idea here at all. Um, just trying to maybe put down some of the sides so that we can all come together a little bit. So I guess what's the lesson here? You know, what are we? What am I trying to say? Each one of these talks I give, I'm trying to come at one idea from many, many different ways. And 
you know, trying to describe one little change we could make that, that really has a profound effect. And I guess what I'm, what I'm posing today is what would it change if we all began to focus on a world view instead of a nationalistic view? Um, if you're if you're in a gang and you're thinking in a neighborhood view, what would it what would it change if you were to then switch into a city view or a state view? Um, I think it changes a lot as we it sort of shifts you know the way that we identify with things and what becomes important to us, and we can sort of stop some of our conflicts if we open up to uh, higher ways of being. I do want to point out that Ken Wilber talks a lot about these levels and these uh, levels of growth and whatnot. And he has a great point that we need these levels of identification for our growth. Um, And I also want to mention that there are levels beyond worldview. You know, we get to a a unified view of being where we don't even just identify uh, with a worldview. And as I'm just throwing ideas out, it's also interesting to think if, if aliens were to show up all of a sudden on our planet, it would be really funny to watch how quickly all our nations would come together because that would quickly force us into a world view. So, um, you know, in the, in the you know, just half-joking idea of something like that happening, it's, it's interesting to think that we are capable of this. It seems so unnatural at first if we're if we're not really thinking about it. But I'm hoping that I'm I'm dropping some ideas out there that might be, um, you know, might make it possible to start thinking in a different way. So we want to widen our awareness. We want to come at this from uh, different views, and uh, and there's always another one out there past the one that we're at. So um, ultimately, the unified view would probably be the most beautiful, and uh, and and uh, and. But I'm just asking for the worldview at this point. But anyway, that is primarily my talk for today. I'm going to play the rest of that song, uh, Whose Side Are You On?, which is funny because it talks about good and bad, and it talks about which side you're on, and uh, and I just I thought it was kind of a funny song. So enjoy that. If you like it, you can certainly download it. There will be a link on my site along with the show notes at backtobreath.com. Um, please be kind to yourself and everybody else, and uh, have a great day. Bye-bye. Pick a place, you're disappearing, disappearing To that familiar box, you're always retreating to, yeah You're a ghost, when something bigger, something bigger Demands an answer, that means thought outside your living room, yeah What's your line, black or white, it's a
Science. Who's saying?